Welcome to the Nick Spade Podcast. Here! The zestiest takes in a blunt worth of time catching you up on every Knicks game so you ain't gotta enjoy or painfully watch them Dougie Fresh what's good I didn't know how we'd be able to pull it off without Nerlens Noel. I really did not know how we'd be able to pull this one out, but we did. And we are driving Lonzo Ball right out of that trash, trash squad into our arms. Let's go. Norvell Pell minutes are what we live for. Yes. D-Boy, what's good? So it's finally time to address it. The question you've all been waiting for. Does Dougie's celebrity crush, Rebecca Harlow, look like a young version of his mother? Maybe four or five of you can answer that question definitively. I think so. We all think so. She's damn good at her job, okay? Let's say that. Shouts out to Rebecca Harlow. She's Um, the GOAT. Both of them are the GOATs. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of GOATs going around. I'm not saying I'm a GOAT, but... When it comes to sad Knicks fandom, I might be, you know, top seven. Monty Marshall, that's me. Yeah, get it. What? Final score, Nueva York, 116. Nueva Orleans, 106. Walt Suit was a red Rothko. A postmodern Randall led to the Knicks' victory against his former teams. Quick hits coming! Quick hits! Another Randall revenge game in the fourth consecutive Knicks dub. Let's give out some flowers. The Kynan Randall, who's your daddy, most valuable player, goes to who else but Julius Randall. His 13th such distinction this season, he had a devilish 66 combined points against his two former ball clubs in back-to-back wins. I hate those. The Carl Braun clutch baton is passed to Alec Burks, who scored 14 of his 21 points in the fourth quarter. The low top god. The Tibbs Rogaine play of the game goes to Derrick Rose for his momentum-shifting block on a Wesu 1-2-3 ball with 8.59 to go in the fourth. MVP. The Ish Smith Clyde Crush Award goes to the Atlantic City native Najee Maurice Marshall. Is that my cousin? I think that's my cousin. His name means strong warrior in Arabic, and he lived up to it with 14 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. And the sad stat of the game? Obi Toppin took one shot tonight in his six minutes of action. This day in Sad Knicks history, April 14th, 1998, Washington 104, New York 102. Without Patrick Ewing, the Knicks were biding time till the playoffs. Down 12 at the half, New York put on a defensive performance that almost got them back in the game. Almost. Tracy Murray and Allen Houston showed off their shooting prowess, but the Zards prevailed. It's good, and the foul! We've seen virtually a lot of point guards, especially in the fourth quarter. Marcus faded this time. Burks from three, and the Knicks lead by six. He might be the best clutch player, but he's Every season has games that drive the momentum and mold the identity of the team. 
A big comeback win can spark a winning streak and a new emboldened sense of confidence. The same holds true with a bad loss or an injury to a key player. The Knicks have enjoyed a roller coaster of each kind of moment, sparking both validation and reasonable doubt. Last week, the Knicks lost to the Timberwolves and Celtics by two points each. They found themselves in the eighth spot with a feeling that they may never get over the hump. Then, a few clutch shots and free throws from R.J. Barrett against Memphis, followed by a John Morant missed wide open game winner and an OT win, the pendulum is swung. Four games and four consecutive victories later, the Knicks look as if they might be cementing their playoff bid. So, before we ask ourselves if we turn the corner, let's look at the pivotal moments that got us here. It's a fluky season. Trying to figure out who's legit is difficult, okay? We're, what, 56 games in, and I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop, and I don't know if it's coming, unfortunately. Uh, some outlayer games, like the Bucks first win, and our Austin Rivers jazz game. Do you remember him? Remember Austin Rivers used to play for the team? You can make an argument either way when looking back at pivotal games, which tonight might actually be a pivotal game as well. It's a fluky season. It's an injury beguiled season, but here are the Knicks, a big 15 banding together under the toughest of circumstances, a tight group, all homies, all pals, backing each other up. Everyone's staying tough. Randall's missed one game. R.J. Barrett has missed zero games. This team is built to support each other from the bottom up. Randall's just one piece in a big puzzle. You got to also look at the individuals and the games that they've had that kind of cemented their season. Randall and his 44 points against Atlanta was huge in giving him the confidence that he could be the go-to guy. The same goes with R.J. Barrett after the All-Star break with his career high against OKC. Quickly's 31 against the Blazers changed the direction of his season and put him in a place where we are considering him as a fundamental piece moving forward. Well, I see some of our games against some of the best, who I thought at the beginning of the season were the best in the East, were kind of indicators that we were not there, that we are a 500 club that we are going to struggle against the real deal teams. That Miami loss was legitimate and they kind of sunned us, as well as the Philly and Brooklyn back-to-back losses. I felt like those games were key indicators that this is not yet there for the Knicks. It might be the season before the season. But the sum of the parts still showed in those close games as painful as they were. We were hanging tough with the best in the East. It looks like this team has learned a lesson on how to close. Find RJ for the big shot. Let Burks have the ball to cook, to run point coming down the stretch. Because look, those are some of the best options that we've got right now. The Knicks have done an unbelievable job this season of beating the teams they are supposed to beat. I feel like every year we've been saying, man, how do we lose these games? And this year, I mean, listen, we had the Minnesota loss. We had the OKC loss that was horrible. What the fuck is a Pokushevsky? Exactly. But, but this team this year is 19 and 11 against teams below 500. They are winning when they are supposed to win. And that will be enough to get us into the playoffs. Look, we can't discount any of these wins. Yeah, they're missing a lot of their key players, but a W is a W on the record. None of our Ws are going to be asterisked until we get to the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, hey, man, there could be some injury problems like there have been throughout the season, and the Knicks could be fortunate enough to advance. 
I'm I'm not doubting this team anymore. You can't. This team has figured out a way to do enough. And I think that that's something that we can hold on to here. But hold on to your hat a little bit because 13 of the last 16 games are against playoff teams. Let me be blunt. The Smoothie King Center holds a soft spot in my heart. As a Knicks fan, basketball junkie in exile, it became a second home to me. Whether it was blazing the minute we got off the bus on the walk to the game, or the cutoff free parking in the mud and subsequent highway blunt walk-in, or the blunt walk from the quarter after work, I've attended more games at the Smoothie King Center Stone than any other arena combined. And I feel like they knew it because the Smoothie King Center sells smoothies. You know when I want a smoothie the most when I'm cotton mouth stoned and need something to sip on while I scream at a basketball game. I don't see the American Airlines Center booking you flights, but the Smoothie King Center got you covered. Shouts out to the Smoothie King Center. Shout out to the Pelicans. Shout out to New Orleans. As a Knicks fan, I am a big fan of you. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait and never forget. The Knicks have not won five games in a row since March 12, 2014. Seven years ago.